0: Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 40 of the Adventure Games podcast. I had no idea we would reach 40 episodes, but poor listeners, they have to endure 40 <laughs> episodes of us. <laughs> poor listeners, poor us. But yeah, that, that's true as well. Uh, poor you guys and poor me who's had to upload and edit 40 episodes, 40, 40 regular episodes, I might add. So, um, So now that's the sympathy part of the episode done. I am here... As always, with Thomas Bex and Laura Cress. Hello, guys. How are you? Hi. Hey. Well, yeah. Speaking of sympathy, <laughs> we have <to> put <laughs> up with each other. <laughs>
1: oh, it's very hard.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. We uh, we're, we're martyrs to the cause. <laughs> um, so we have uh, we have quite a lot to discuss this week. Uh, we'll be discussing some new games that we've been playing. I'm just back from Canada, so I can talk about all of you know talk in detail about my trip to Canada, which you guys are sure will be wanting to hear, or I can just stick to the wordplay conference if you prefer uh just stick to the the games yeah, that, that would
1: I be play. good mainly yeah? I think
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear in detail, no, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Well, before we we start with uh, with with the news and reviews, we have a new Patreon subscriber called Keel Corwin or Kyle Corwin. um So, <laughs> right, thank It's K I it, E L. It's it's Keel, right? K-I-E-L. Anyway, look, Kyle. Kiel. It sounds like <laughs> Kiel. There, uh, is
2: a, there, there is a there is a village in Germany named Kiel, so uh, there you go. which is written like that. So I guess you pronounce it correctly. If not, we gladly hear uh, how we should pronounce it.
0: Okay, yes. Yeah, so, Mister Corwin, uh, please tell us how we yeah, should pronounce say. your name. So, Kyle Kiel. We can be here all night. Well, thank you for subscribing to Patreon. Uh, you can join the other awesome people there on Patreon as well. It's much appreciated your help to help this podcast continue and hopefully improve. And uh, speaking of Patreon, the first Adventure X episode has just been uploaded there. This is my interview with Tom Simpson, who's working on the game. And I cannot pronounce it. Feria Darl or Darles. So d or L E S. So you can hear about how he came up with the idea for the game. Uh, what we can expect from the game, the influences, and who else is working on the game, and some people you might recognize as well. And also, on this week on Tuesday, the day that we are recording, it is the official hashtag Thank You Patrons. So as a thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon, I have uploaded, or I will upload by the time this episode <laughs> goes out, <laughs> my interview with Julia Minamata, now, this episode will be going out as a regular interview sometime in 2020. But as a thank you to the Patreon subscribers, so to all tier, well, both tiers, that will be available for Patreon subscribers, a full interview with Julia Minamata. It was a great interview. I had a great time talking to her about her game, the Crimson Diamond. So we're really looking forward to people hearing that. Um, so it's, it's great, a great time chatting with her. And yes, yeah, so if you want to uh, know more about the Patreon and hear these special episodes, you can check it out at patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. And so uh, now we can get to the news then. So I uh, just want to give a quick mention. I mentioned last week in my interview with Team Clam of Clam Man that Clam Man is one of the games that is available in a comedy bundle. It is available a lot. It's called a Scab Comedy Bundle, along with other games, including uh, Bertram Fiddle. Uh, that's, the, that's the name it? Yeah, Adventures of it. Bert- yeah, Bertram Fiddle's Beard in the Mirror, Legend of Hand, Captain Disaster, Yet Another Hero Story, and Trails and Traces, The Tomb of Thomas Chew. So, yeah, there you go, Thomas. You're, <laughs> there's an adventure game <laughs> named after you.
1: Another one. You, you chew a lot, Thomas.
2: Uh, only on New weekends. Okay.
0: (laughs) And that game actually is inspired by Broken Sword. So, there's Uh, different kinds of comedy games. Uh, Apparently there are lots of puns in some of those games. And so, definitely have to check out those games and steal, sorry, borrow some of those puns for you guys in particular. Or not. This is only nine, I believe it's $9.99. Mm. Um, so uh, very very really good value, really good value for seven of these comedy adventure games. Nice. And uh, so yeah, so you can check this out. It's on itch.io, and I will include a link in the show notes as well. And, and
1: uh, scab stands for Super Comedy Adventure Bargain <laughs>
0: Bundle, by the way. Uh, yes, not not uh, not a rash that I have on my <laughs> oh, I didn't know where you were going to go there. <laughs> I said arm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> so, anyway, uh, speaking of comedy adventure games, hopefully a lot less scabby. <laughs> uh, Laura, you had a chance to play a demo of a game that's out on, on Kickstarter, is. correct? Yes.
1: yes, that's right. Justin Wack and the Big Time Hack. Look how easily I said it. Uh-huh it's not that hard, <laughs> not that
0: hard. Uh, it isn't really it's not hard at all. is, is this a dig at, at somebody who maybe had difficulty pronouncing the name of the game
1: maybe maybe no no yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I know obviously Toshi, you played this um uh before uh and it's um yeah i really enjoyed it it's uh it's about a 40 minute demo um i won't go into too much because obviously we we mentioned it a little bit before Mm -hmm. but it's basically kind of a bit of time traveling you flip between playing um justin in the future uh, well in the present in the kind of modern day present and this caveman because he accidentally discovers this time traveling portal uh, which he makes I think after putting some some foil in a microwave and yeah I I enjoyed the aesthetic the puzzles were quite good fun there was you know a bit of two and a bit like day of the tentacle a bit of two of th- two and froing between the past and the present and I'm intrigued as to what will come I also thought the voice acting was really good as well I thought that was um really spot on actually
0: yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but the time-travelling robots sound like Sean Connery.
1: Yes, I love that. That was one of my favorite bits, actually. He was really funny. I enjoyed the robot. I hope yes. there's more of him.
0: Yes, yes, Justin Wack. <laughs> I expect you to die. <laughs> anyway, moving, moving on from that. Um, so that gave Justin Wack, and a big time hack is, is still on Kickstarter. It needs uh, still needs your help. To reach its goal So it still has a a couple Is it a week or two left I think but it's still out on Kickstarter And it looks good, the demo is good And so you can check it out You can play the demo, watch the trailer Read all about it on the Kickstarter page And back if you wish And uh, Thomas speaking of Well not a Kickstarter but crowdfunding And a very different Kind of adventure game Was kind of announced Recently
2: yeah, uh, it's it's called Chorus, an adventure musical by Summerfall Studios, and what they're basically trying to do is well, the the, the tagline is murder, gods, romance, band practice. Uh, so yeah, it's it's an adventure musical, one part narrative-driven adventure and one part interactive musical. It's written mm-hmm. by former Bioware lead writer David Gator, scored by award-winning composer Austin Winteroy, and voice directed by acclaimed actor and director Troy Baker, and starring the extremely talented Laura Bailey. And it's it's basically combining, um, uh, yeah, uh, a musical with with an adventure game. It's it's a bit like the uh, Buffy episode uh, once more with feeling, but then for uh, for uh, for adventure games, I, I I do get a bit of a, they they introduce all kinds of uh, uh, Greek mythology in it. I think it leans heavily on the mythology. Um, there are uh, you should check out the website. Um, because it it shows some some concept art, it shows some uh, it has some some videos you can watch. It looks it looks really cool. It looks really cool. It got a bit of a, um, an unavowed vibe in story.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, how does uh, it come? How how do the musicals take? Is it just that there, there are bits where they sing songs, or do you that's take the part one, in the thing, songs?
2: That's the one thing I have not uh, figured out. I have not yet watched
0: all the I, all the videos, s- but. I saw a video that appeared, from what I remember, apparently it's like, so they're, from what I see, the main character is, well, speaking or singing to one of these monsters, shall we call them or demons. And apparently they play out kind of like conversations, you know, like dialogue trees where oh, okay. you have the musical, you have the, you know, they're the singing to each other and they need to choose the line of the song. Um, I, I think, you know, that's how... It, uh part of it is so it's a bit like you know, think dialogue trees, but singing instead. But it looks really good. And Laura Bailey can sing because I saw the video and she's got a great, great voice. And it it looks really interesting because I believe this is the first point and click adventure musical. That's uh, I mean, we I know yeah. Tango Tango was released last year, which had music in it, I believe. I, I know, loom, you play that, Thomas Loomley uh, as well. Yeah, t- I played Tango. Tango was
2: more, um, was uh, about the, um, the Godfather of the Tango. It was heavily influenced by his story. And the music of course was very good in that, but um, it it reminded me more in that way about loom, which Mm -hmm. was basically all about where the magic was the music, the music, you used music as magic. Um, But this is uh, a completely different level uh, as far as I can tell. But, Uh, Especially, I like the the comic style, the comic book style of of what I'm seeing here. And I always welcome people who try something new. Who knows, this might be the start of a completely new uh, genre within the genre. Because I don't think music has ever been used like this in a game. No, I don't Uh, think so. In an adventure game, that is. I mean, obviously, we have music-based rhythm games and stuff like that. SingStar. And other uh, uh, cool, mostly party uh, games. Uh, But this looks uh, completely uh, different and um, very, very interesting. Uh, The campaign was successful. They went for a 600,000 goal and they got 690,000. So uh, they succeeded on November 10th. That's uh, nine days ago. Um, So we're going to see this this movie. We're going to
0: see this uh, this game.
2: (laughs) Um, uh, We're going to keep an eye on this see uh, see what's going to happen here.
0: Could be a movie, but uh, but yeah, it yeah. certainly looks very original. And yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll see. So best of luck to them. So they've made their goal. So I don't know if for the a release date. I don't know if they mentioned a release date, but we'll keep an eye on it and we'll let people know. Yeah. Um, so So yeah, so that is Chorus, an adventure musical. So yeah, so Okay, so now we've got a few games to review. Uh, Before uh, I talk about the Wordplay conference, I will talk about some of the games that we've been playing. Now, there was one game that I wanted to talk about that I thought was really interesting. It's a mobile game, and it's called Anybody Out There, Dead City. So the concept is, so this is a mobile game, it's for iOS and I believe, well, iOS and Android, I believe. And so the concept is this game is done entirely through text messages. So you download the game and then you open it up and then you get a message from somebody called Sam. And they tell you that they found this phone, that there was blood on it and your phone number was here. And then you, they let you know that something terrible has happened where they are, some sort of virus has spread. And so quickly you realize that it's a post-apocalyptic game, that it's a zombie apocalypse, although the character doesn't know. So the whole game is with Sam sending you texts, sending you these messages, telling you what happened. And at first, you have the option to, to reply, uh, you know, no, you're crazy, go away, leave me alone. But then soon, uh, pretty soon you... Begin to realize, oh, maybe they could be telling the truth. So, uh, the the way it uh, the, the way this game goes is that you have options to. So it's a bit like choose your own adventure. So you have options on how to respond. So uh, Sam will ask you basically, what do you think they should do? Do you think they should go by the open road, but it could be more dangerous, or should they go in the forest? But then it might be more difficult to find some shelter or a store for food. So you give either option, and then they follow. Uh, they follow whichever option you choose for them. So you're not actually playing it. You're not actually there, but you're helping oh, this person uh, in in this other region.
1: So do you see? It's just a, a like a picture of a phone you see, basically, and messages coming down.
0: Uh, pretty much, yeah. So it's a bit like either. What's up? I know that it has its own background. It has its own, uh, you know, it doesn't have any pictures. It's all text messages, but it has its own background for the game. Okay. It's kind of, it's kind of like if you're texting someone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And so it's, it's person telling you, I'm in this, uh, you know, something, this virus has struck our city and we've been fenced in and, I, you know, I, I need to find a way out and, oh, there are gunshots. What do I do? And then you have the options that you can't actually type in the game. You just choose, for example, go and check out the gunshots or lock the door and, and then the story will play out. So there are a couple of really interesting things that I like about this game, uh, apart from the concept. But first of all, this game can play entirely offline. Which is very handy, because a lot of games like this that are for mobile, they need to be played online. Uh, but I played this, uh, well, to and for going to and from Canada on the plane, uh, which was really nice that you didn't have to be online to play it. Uh, secondly, as well, there are no intrusive ads in the game. So I got this game for free. And but usually I'm very skeptical of these quote-unquote free games and free apps for mobile devices because a lot of times these really annoying ads come up while you're playing. But here, what they do instead is when your character is set, when their, their status is set to away, then you have the option to watch videos that they say it will help them if you want to as well. And another thing that I liked, which is probably the thing that I like most, is that this plays out in real time. So you get the messages from the character and then the character says, oh, I need to go, I'll go on the road, I'll contact you again in 30 minutes. 30 minutes in real time later, they contact you, you get a notification on your phone as if it's a real person <laughs> sending you a message. That's And cool. they tell you, so it's like that they, they are, you know go they're, they're doing their own thing you're doing your own thing and then they text you in the middle of the day then and you keep in contact with them and then at night time they say okay okay i'm going to go to bed now i'll contact you in the morning i'll contact you in five hours six hours so then the next morning in a few hours you get another notification on your phone and they say oh i slept very badly there were lots of always outside how do you <laughs> so it's a it's a really really interesting concept now it does end kind of abruptly I, I was really engaged in it I wanted more but I really hope the developers continue with this game and they they are make a continuation because it is without giving spoilers kind of open we don't know exactly what happened and um, but I would really want to know more about this game so it went for about four or five days in real time so Uh, all the time when i I was in canada and i kept getting these notifications oh these zombies are eating these people (laughs) like (laughs) oh sorry
1: texting you
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah if someone had got my phone they would have seen some really strange messages (laughs) but it's a really really cool concept i really really enjoyed it now it's a bit like you know, season one of The Walking Dead, where this person, Sam, that they've never heard of zombies, so they, they're still learning as they go along that, oh, zombies, when they come back to life, quote-unquote, that, oh, they're dangerous, and uh, what should we do? And then they ask you. And so so you're still involved in it, t- telling them what you think they should do and then how it plays out uh, based on what choices you make for this other person. So I definitely recommend I don't know if you need to pay for it now, um, but even I think if you pay for it it's only like something like one dollar, one pound mm. sixty nine or something. So it's not not expensive and it's for a few days again in real time. And it's anybody out there, dead city. So hmm. I would really recommend that people check that out. So So yeah, so from one apocalypse to another apocalypse. Brexit <laughs> no <problem. laughs> now we were wa- We're not going to go political, don't worry. But Thomas, you have played a game dealing with this topic.
2: (laughs) Yes, it's called uh, Ghoul Britannia uh, Land of Hope and Gory. And it basically takes a uh, look with uh, a dark look with a wink at uh, a post-Brexit future where Prime Minister Nigel Frottage has uh, um, come up with a new way for uh, Britain to survive. Because now that all the foreigners have been kicked out, nobody wants to do all the nasty jobs. So they decided to reanimate the dead so they can do the jobs that the normal British people don't want to do. Now... This is obviously going to end very well, and uh, in, 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 in with the uh, the intro of the game shows you that uh, when uh, the prime minister wants to officially implement the program with a whole uh, pomp and circumstance, uh, the control tower gets destroyed, all the zombies uh, get freed, and Britain gets overrun in a zombie apocalypse. Now this is where the game starts. I played the f- uh, I played the first two chapters. It's early access, so it was still uh, they were still working on it. um, But uh, I I, I managed to I could play it um, pretty well. It looks very well. I was expecting a a very funny game, but it was a lot darker than I uh, thought it would be. I mean, there was still humor in it, mostly in dialogue. And it looks a bit cartoony, but not too cartoony. Um, and it, it is it is a classic point and click adventure game. So you you start the game as Hope, who is a girl um, who lives in a in a city behind a uh, uh, a wall to keep the zombies out, and uh, she uh, needs to uh, she wants to help the watch. And it, as it turns out, something went horribly wrong. Uh, what's supposed to have been uh, backup. Uh, soldiers became uh, an army of zombies and they have to escape the city. And it's up to Hope to uh, get her and some other people out of the city in a helicopter. And the, the second chapter, you switch to a new character, uh, of which I will not say too much because that would be a bit spoilery, but you go to a different area of uh, Britain and um, you yeah, basically control a new uh A new character uh, who, at the end of chapter two, um, uh, whose plot line comes together with Hope. So, um, and and that's where the early access ended. Uh, It did give me a good impression. Uh, It looks good. It sounds good. It plays uh, quite well. There were still a few bugs in there that the uh, developer is aware of and they're working on to get it out, uh, get that fixed. but uh, it gave me a very good impression and I would definitely uh, play the game once it, it's completed and when, once everything has come out. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how they will continue and I'm curious how they um, will keep uh, combining this dark material with some funny things. Because it's, there, is, there is humor in it in a, in a dry British way uh, that fits the, the mood of the game but it's not uh, a laugh out loud uh, hilarious. Absolutely not. It's it's very, very dark.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So that's Ghoul Britannia. So, yeah. So it's, as you mentioned from the trailer, it did look like a comedy, but uh, you mentioned that it's it's dark. And I've, I have one question. I think in a screenshot that there is a zombie elephant. Do we get yeah. to see this zombie elephant? Yes, in the game. Oh, interesting. I might get this game just for a zombie elephant. Not a nice elephant. If they're angry, they can be kind of dangerous anyway. But yeah, um... well, you can
2: imagine <laughs> an, an, an animal that doesn't want to be dead and doesn't want to be undead uh, of the size of an <laughs> elephant. Uh, that's one of the puzzles you need to get past that elephant. And it was actually a puzzle that I got stuck on because I could just, I just completely missed something. Um, because you have to do something and then something else yeah I'm, I'm a bit vague here because I don't want to spoil anything but mm-hmm. then something else happens and the result of that something else happening which was actually one of the more darkly funny moments in the game uh, that uh, then then you have to use something and I could not find that other something uh, so after um, <laughs> yeah I, I had to get i had to get some help so, and then you. after that it was fine it, it's it's um, I was just I just missed missed an object that I uh, that I couldn't find so it's, it's got me to stuck me. in the game <laughs> but yeah the, the first chapters will uh, if you're not if you don't get stuck like me like me then it'll take you maybe like 2 hours to to play through that um I hope the rest of the game is uh will we'll add some more hours to it because I did really enjoy it and um yeah it's uh, it, it looks to be uh, a a fun and cool new uh New game to the to both the zombie apocalypse genre and the adventure game genre.
0: Cool. And what was the sound design like? Was there kind of music or sound effects or voice acting in the game? Um,
2: mostly music and sound effects. Um, okay. To be honest, I don't think there is voice acting in there. Um, maybe it'll be added, but if it, if it I. Did not? I, I'm not always aware of this. this is so stupid because I, I read and not always aware of the voice acting. I feel a bit ashamed now, but I don't think there's voice acting in there. would <laughs> be a
1: shame.
0: No, not for that. I'm <laughs> <No laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, the, we had we had a conversation like this with Heaven's Vault, where I asked you that question, and I, I think you said you were still immersed in the game that you because there is some voice acting in that game as well. Yeah, well,
2: was only in in, in,
0: in some cutscenes. Cutscenes, uh, exactly
2: between the chapters, and here it's yeah. uh, I don't think, but I do remember that the music was uh, was
0: uh, yeah atmospheric. Just so, yes, because in the trailer for Good Britannia, I remember there was a narrator, and he certainly sets a comedic tone to the game. But um, as you mentioned, uh you know that this game is certainly a bit darker. So, uh, would you compare the H- the humor to any game that uh, you've played, maybe, or or, or the game. that it? so, so it's not laugh out loud funny, but
2: no, but it's like you know when you when you watch Dawn of the Dead, for instance, which is a dark movie, but there's still plenty of humor in there from the interactions and the dialogue, and that's exactly what's happening here. The the, the characters are in a very dire situation. Yet uh, there is some, some, some humor to be found, which is, can be, probably can be found in any situation. How, uh, so it is mostly about the humor mostly comes from, from dialogue and from inner, uh, the inner dialogue of the characters and how they respond to things. And for instance, what, what happens with the elephant uh, there is some some humor there too and again i can't explain what it is because that will be spoiling and i don't want to do that but uh yeah it's that kind of humor it's not uh, uh it's not on the nose it's it's subtle and it's dark
0: okay so when when something else happens with something else and you need to use something with something on something in something <laughs> and then something else happens yeah but then yeah. if
2: you miss the something you get stuck on the something do no, miss that
0: something. That, that was the problem uh, with me. That, that kind of reminds me of the goat puzzle in Broken Sword. I don't oh, know if you doubt. remember that. That was an
2: <laughs> infamous, Which, infamous puzzle, yeah.
0: I think that could be a discussion for another uh, <laughs> time. So, um, Okay, so that is Ghoul Britannia, Land of Hope and Gory. And yes, that is one of the other games that we discussed a few weeks ago. And um, so that was Thomas discussing that game. So thank you, Thomas. And, and so, uh, yes, it, the early access is out now. Chapters one and two. Yeah. And I believe the full game they wanted to be released in early 2020. So I uh, cool. can check that because out. I, w- so
2: I want to I continue playing that game.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm very curious, especially with the something, something in that game. <laughs> so <laughs> so Laura, we haven't heard from much from you yet. So, uh, you played some games uh, in the last few weeks as well. So, I have indeed. Uh, so, we're going to is it play a football game.
1: Yes. Well, I can tell you about it. We, we won't play it now. But, um, okay. <laughs> so, get, which,
0: which, which, which football is Don't play it whilst I'm talking, this?
1: for God's sakes. Which,
0: <laughs> which football rude. is this? Is this uh, uh, American? American? Okay. So, it's not real football. Ooh. Controversial. <laughs> <so.
1: laughs> <Ooh>. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah yes it's american football uh it's a sort of it's out now on the switch but i played it uh on my pc um it's basically it's a sort of traditional point and click adventure game where you play tommy who's uh, a sort of american football player he's a high school student um so it sounds like quite a wholesome kind of story um you're uh, you've got to go to the match to try and find your girlfriend and give her a gift but it's actually funnily enough following on from gold britannia also quite a dark game um it's got kind of Uh, As they point out on the Steam page, kind of David Lynch-esque inspirations. Uh, It kind of takes its inspirations from the music and films of David Lynch, which if you watch any of those are very weird and dark. And I would say this game kind of fits in with that. Um, In terms of the music, the music's um, actually from, it's got an original soundtrack by a UK group uh, who I believe are called Jupiter C. Um, And that's all full of kind of weird synths and things like that. So the music kind of puts you on edge Um, whilst the story is quite wholesome you're like trying to basically get to the match so you've got to first of all find uh, car keys for your dad's car and um, there's lots of little puzzles you've got to do to to make it there and then you've got to try and find your girlfriend but um, the color palette's quite dark and sort of faded Um, you get these cutaways of Tommy's face sometimes which is really creepy Um, it's really scary (laughs) and there's just this sort of ominous sort of presence that nothing is quite as it seems whilst it's just this sort of traditional football hero going back to the match. There's like things going on where you're a bit like, what's happening here? Um, so it's, it, I've, I thought it was a really sort of interesting um, sort of style um to as you sort of play out this game and find out what what might have happened um the puzzles I thought were quite fun there's nothing like too taxing but there was a couple of things that like you have to find a date for something and there's a couple of things you have to do to find it which was quite interesting um and it's all there's no voice acting error or anything it's all like a kind of traditional point and click where it's just a dialogue on the screen and you're sort of combining items and stuff but yeah I think that combined with the sort of creepy menacing um style um was really interesting and um it's about an hour or two hours um so you know you can sort of run through it in one go but you'll probably want to play it again because the ending's a little bit of a twist and i i kind of wanted to go back to it just to find out work out what had happened really so yeah there's a bit of replayability as well um so yeah creepy football game (laughs) (laughs) how how long uh, was the game um the game i think it's a, it's a, well they say one to two hours it probably took me about like an hour 15 minutes or so
0: who won the football game
1: <laughs> oh it's not as simple as that <laughs> it's almost like the football game is a, is a background to tommy's right.
0: confusion and angst right so so let me guess the twist is the underdog won the game
1: it's not about the game.
0: I'm <laughs> kind of curious. I'd need to probably need to check this out as well. Uh, so, Laura, again. So what did you tell me? Tell me, and Thomas. What have you done with burly men at sea?
1: Well, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> so oh, the game, the us? game. Sorry, sorry. Yes, the game. If, yeah. if,
0: if, you, if you please, if, if you wish. <laughs>
1: um yeah so this is completely different um it's a lot more kind of light and fun um i played it on my uh, phone i think you can play it on the phone there's um you can also get it on the switch i think and uh there's other outlets as well but um i think it's quite a good mobile game because it's quite short and it's basically you just take control of these three burly men um or you well you do take control of them they're on the screen and basically you sort of uh, pull apart the screen to point where they should go um on their adventure so there's like a little bubble around them um where you know you can see the background where where they are and you can either sort of move to the right move to the left and then they'll follow where you're pointing to them basically and i think the, there's three i think they're called something like steady hasty and brave um and it's um... They're like goblins no they're they're just they're just like men they do no, no, very... i mean like the game <laughs> like the game goblins <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're just
1: burly men no yeah. I understand yeah, but it's, I know, is it like the,
2: like the game goblins
1: yeah I know, I know. yeah it is a bit like the game goblins
0: yeah ah. <laughs> oh we got there in the end so <gasps> yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now we know what Laura likes to do how how you like to treat men to point and tell us where to go and what to do <laughs>
1: and they do it <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's why she plays point and click adventures. Hey, (laughs)
0: that's why
2: I play point and click
0: adventures. And and yet sometimes they don't do what we what we tell them to do. So so yeah. So you you were saying you were pointing clicking that you play is to treat what's this? What's a brave, hasty, and something else? I
1: think steady it is Mm -hmm. Uh, something like that. So basically, and it's it's a little it's sort of a, a um. A mix between a visual novel and a point and click adventure. So there's, um, you know, it'll there's lots of descriptions as you go about, you know, with them explaining where they are. And it's kind of a sort of Scandinavian folklore adventure. So they're out and about in their boat. Things happen like with a whale and they encounter different creatures along the way. Um the thing I really liked about it is I mean it's 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 quite a short each time it's about 15 minutes from start to finish but you you know I w- I don't want to give away too much but when you finish your adventure um a little book is created with um sort of four parts of, of what's made up your adventure and which makes you realize you can change how you sort of interact with things and that'll change the adventure and you'll discover different things um and each time you finish one of these books you can get little code which if you go to their website you can actually buy this nice uh nicely bound book um illustrated and narrated with your own adventure um so that i thought that was quite a nice touch it's kind of mixing real life storytelling and um interactive storytelling um and yeah it's just it's a sort of nice um something you can pick up and go it takes about 15 minutes each time it's just quite a fun little you know um sort of moving around the adventure is quite interesting uh and you know a little bit of humor there the graphics are really uh nicely done it's all kind of like pastel colors and it's just like a nice little sea tale where you, you go about your business and and meet sort of weird creatures and yeah it was it was just a sort of nice idea really sort of mixing this visual novel and this point and click adventure
0: cool so so yeah so you say you get uh, an illustrated book that you have to buy then from the website or you don't have to but you can you don't have to <laughs> buy, <laughs> you have to buy this book <laughs> <that> you can <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> book a <of> early man <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, that, um, So let me ask, have you bought any of these books after <laughs> you played it? No. I, I haven't, actually. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a surprise, actually. so <laughs> I get
1: my burly men for free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this is getting very interesting. Right. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, anyway. maybe
2: I, uh, I'll step in here and talk about another game that I've been playing. I think sure, go see. ahead. <laughs> because I played another early access game. This time it's an RPG, an isometric RPG, very heavily story-driven. Uh, basically, it's a, a, a love child of Fallout 1 and 2. So not Fallout 3 and 4, which were more first-person shooter type uh, view, but this was uh, isometric, and it's called Encased. And it's about... Um, it, it takes place in the 70s uh, where a dome has been discovered on Earth where all kinds of weird artifacts are from. And you are uh, part of the organization that is going into the dome to discover what is going on in there. And uh, people who go into the dome don't come out. So it's a, it's a one-way trip. Uh, but I do think they can send stuff out. And uh, you can choose like your profession. And uh, it's, it's got great um, character uh, creation and your profession uh, kind of um, influences uh, how you play the game. So if you're uh, you, you choose your wing, if you're black wing, you're like uh, police and uh, um uh, soldiers if you're white Wing, you're scientist if you're silver wing you are more management if you're orange wing then you are there not there by choice but you are there because you were sentenced to be there so uh, th- and that influences which quests you get or how you can f- uh, uh, finish certain quests now I played uh, basically the prologue which took me quite a few hours I enjoyed it a lot I died a lot it is a game that you have to save plenty of time because my first foray into the dome lasted a whopping twenty seconds because oh I uh missed a, missed the staircase <laughs> fell down.
0: Instant instant kill. That, that sounds like <laughs> long dark or early Sierra games. <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. But um no once I got <coughs> the hang
2: of it uh and and I realized I needed to save a lot um I, I managed to play through the entire prologue and after the prologue you basically get uh Dumped into this huge open world, but there was not much content there outside of random encounters. So I I, I didn't uh, couldn't do much yet. So I'm I'm hoping um, uh, in in a couple of months they will add new content because it looked very promising. I enjoyed it a lot. I loved the first two Fallout games more than the third and the fourth, um, and this really feels like a throwback or well, throwback, like a, a love letter to those games, but with its own mythology. And its own writing, and it's it, they they make it their own. So that is encased also in early access, mm. uh, available on Steam.
0: Cool. Okay. okay. And for for those who haven't played the Fallout games, I know you spoke a little bit about it, but how is how is the view then? So how would you explain? So you know, you mentioned that it's turn based uh, combat, I believe. Mm. Yes, it's turn based combat.
2: That means that the moment you go into combat, you have a, a certain amount of action points. And your amount of action points determines what you can do um and uh you can have different kind of weapons, like for instance, my first playthrough I played as a f- from the white wing, so because I like to play these games uh, with an emphasis on charisma and intelligence so have <laughs> <Sorry>. very happy <laughs> yeah you know you, you try to play what you're you try to play opposite of what you are in real life, awesome. right.
1: What you're lacking in, uh, yes, yeah. exactly. So
2: <laughs> my character was uh, was very charismatic, very uh, uh, intelligent, but not very strong. So the, the the most weapons I couldn't carry, which had me at a bit of a disadvantage sometimes in combat because, yeah, well, I couldn't do much damage because my weapons were very light, literally and figuratively. So, uh, but the second playthrough, I started as Blackwing because I wanted to see uh, if if I would uh, what would happen if I would play a more Uh, combat oriented character so I've just started with that so I can't really comment on that yet but um, yeah I found the story intriguing and you see it from a bird's eye view and you you go in turns once combat has begun uh, you can sometimes initiate combat sometimes combat is forced on you that's not always a choice, uh, and uh, when combat is over, uh, you either live or you die. And if you live, you can loot and you can search everything, and you can continue in the story. Um, and I was really intrigued by the story, so I hope uh, I hope they can keep that level of uh, uh, yeah that level of the game up. So
0: yeah, cool. Now you you mentioned as well that you died a lot in the game. So was the was the combat difficult did you would you recommend are there different difficulty settings in this game or would you recommend this game for people who don't really like combat in their games
2: Well it's it's turn-based combat it's and it's the same as i, I said with the Mutineer zero mm-hmm. um it is tactical uh, uh, once combat begins because it's it's our it's an rpg it's not a text adventure game although there are uh, elements of point click in there because sometimes you get uh, you get these scenes where you have to make choices uh, choices in dialogue but mostly choices in okay I'm, I'm gonna go there i'm gonna check this out uh where well, you're not actually moving your figure around but you're uh, it's 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 uh, text-based um uh, but if you're into rpgs like like boulder skate <laughs> like 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 all that stuff but this is really turn based so it it pauses after each each of your turn so you can just uh, take your time and figure out what you want to do and sometimes you uh, have to be a bit lucky but that's that's the art that's the the, the, the nature of of role playing games you know it's the dice are fickle so uh, if you don't like that uh, I Tough. Did, no, no, well it's not it's not that I was constantly constantly uh, engaged in combat I mean I, I, I avoided a few there were a few things that I couldn't avoid and because my character was physically weak it took me some time to to get past that but uh, other times uh, because my character was very smart I could talk my way out of things or I could figure a way out um, that didn't involve combat, and that's what I like. I always like to find a way that does not involve combat. So, uh, but sometimes it's unavoidable. And uh, the part of the prologue is also that you practice with uh, uh, w- with combat. No matter what your character is, you need to practice in combat because there will be. You will always get into combat somehow. That is just the way these games are. Um, there are elements in there, like for instance, if you collect, uh, you can basically pick up almost anything. And uh, if you get the right components, you can start building your own ammunition, your own weapons. Eventually, or uh, you can tinker on uh, on vehicles. Uh, overall, I was I was quite impressed with what they uh, what they did so far, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more.
0: Okay, So we know that they're making more. than are they? are making more content. Do we know oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah,
2: they have a timeline uh, published. Uh, once you play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a general time period of when uh what it's coming when and i think the first new content is it's um, early like uh, march april of 2020 uh so but uh, to be honest i played quite a few hours with the f- because i wanted to do every single quest so i think i played like 18 hours on the first part and that includes replaying several things because i made a mistake or uh, i wasn't uh, I wanted to try it something different, so I, I, um, I, I took my time with this uh, with this game. Yeah.
0: Okay. How long did it take you? You mentioned it took you a couple of hours to play the prologue, which is just a prologue. I. Believe. Yeah,
2: I call it a prologue because it basically uh, teaches you how to play the game, and it gives you a lot of world building. And I played it, uh, including the uh my second uh, play around but when i started with a new character I, I played that for only like 2 hours so i think in, in total i've played it for 20 hours now wow that's some wow. prologue gosh yeah <laughs> yeah but uh, as i said you can you can go um you start in the base you can go out out way sooner but i wanted to finish every mm-hmm. single quest in that base so i took my time simple as
1: that fair enough
0: Cool. Yeah. Okay. So that game again is Encased. Uh, yes yeah, So Encased, a sci-fi post-apocalyptic RPG. So if you enjoy Fallout One and Two, you may enjoy this game then as well. So thank you, Thomas. As you may be aware, I was in Canada. Did I mention that guy that I was in Toronto no, in Canada?
2: not. The- no. <laughs>
0: No. No? Okay. No, we, well, did,
2: we didn't miss you either, so I don't know what
0: was going on. <laughs> well, okay. In that case, I can talk in detail with my trip in Canada. So I woke up at 6 a.m., mm. I went to the airport, Ugh. I went for the plane, and uh, okay. So maybe actually, in second thoughts, it's getting late. Maybe I'll just stick to the wordplay conference instead.
1: Thank God.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So the reason that I went was because there was a wordplay conference and. It is yeah kind of like an adventure game conference, kind of like Adventure X, but this is dealing with games and how they use words in the games and interesting ways that they use words and dialogue and you know things like that. So uh, first thing I want to say is a huge thank you to the festival director Christy Hor for inviting me, and I met him in person. He's a really really nice guy, and so it's great to meet him and everyone else there as well. It's so the conference is a little bit different to the other conferences I've been to in that this is open to everyone so this is in the Toronto reference library and it is open to everyone so you go into the library and the, the main uh, hall the main place of the library is where people gave talks and there are some really interesting talks about uh you know ch- making choices matter in games and using dialogue in games and how to make different types of games so Uh, that was really interesting and then to to another room was where the games were being played and absolutely anybody could walk in and one thing that I liked was how uh, there's always two people from the conference there so there um, there there's two people from the conference who if anybody walked in they would then go over to them and explain what you know what was happening and talk about the games and if anybody had any questions they could ask them as well so Whereas Narrow and Adventure X were more for advent- adventure game players or text adventure players that you had to buy tickets for. This was open to everybody. So it seems to worked pretty well. So, um, so I played a few games as well. So there's some very, you know, lighthearted comedy games. First game, first hilarious game, which I checked out, was called American Election. So well, was all, that
2: was that meant to be as big a comedy as American politics
0: uh, <laughs> is right now, or was it
2: uh, sarcastically well, it, a comedy?
0: Yes, without being you know more sarcastic. But the interesting thing about this game, well, first of all, it's by Greg Buchanan, who actually gave a talk at last year's Wordplay where he spoke about using politics in games, and I believe he also made a game about Brexit.
1: Funnily enough, I have actually played this game because I think this was have released. You? Was this was released obviously in about 2016? Is that right? It's it's
0: I am not sure um, uh,
1: because I I it might have been it was either the UK version or the American. But I'm pretty sure it was the American version because it was to do you're playing like a kind of PA or kind of a staff worker, right? Yeah, I I remember playing a little bit this of this game at the time, and it's uh, yeah, I'll I'll let you explain it anyway. But yeah, I I, I quite enjoyed
0: it. You probably know more than me because I only played the first two chapters of this game. But um, but yeah, I don't know when it was released exactly. I probably should have uh, checked it out before talking about it. But, um, but yeah, you are correct. You play a PA. But t- now the interesting thing is you play as a girl called Abigail Thoreau, and she is a gay woman. And you know, she has a partner and you see also that she is kicked out of her home by her father who can't accept that she is gay. It's a text adventure with some graphics as well, some static backgrounds. And it's a choose your own adventure type game. You make choices in the game. Now, the interesting thing is that it is set during the American election of 2016, but you think that most other games you would play as a PA for the Democratic candidate or shall we say progressive candidate but this person who as i said is a you know gay character she is a pa for the character truman glass which is based on the president donald trump and it's very interesting because this first was the first surprise in the game that you didn't expect and it's a less caricatured version shall we say of um of donald trump that Uh, and of, you know, people who support him. Now, it does deal with some real world issues. It deals with sexual harassment in the workplace as well. And then you have choices on how to deal with this and then on whether to tell this person Truman Glass or not as well. And then you also have to do some campaign work. You have to call people to try and get them to support Truman Glass. And then you also have to uh, kind of choose why are you supporting this person? Why are you his PA. So you have different options. For example, do you believe, you know, everything he says, or uh, do you think maybe he can be manipulated to doing what you want to do? Or maybe you believe half what, you know, he says, and uh, maybe it's just a job for you that you need a job and this is the best job going. So different choices to make throughout the game and certainly ask some kind of challenging questions as well. And it's, it's not easy that way because you, you think, you know, where it's going one way and then you think, oh, actually, no, I didn't uh, consider that. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a really, really fascinating look at uh, what, you know, at at the choices that we make in life as well. And um, yeah. I've just looked
1: it up and I did play this game because I remember actually playing this game when the American uh, election results were coming out. I thought I'll play this game whilst the results are coming out. They were oh. announcing all the states, <laughs> but it was uh, in an earlier state Then you might know it as Paper Drumpf. That's what it used to be called, uh, D-R-U-M-P-H, off a kind of sketch about President Trump at the time, which was in 2016. So I think Greg Buchanan has changed a lot of it since then. But if you remember Paper Drump, it's a version, an updated version of that, basically with lots of things added onto it. But that sounds really cool what you're saying in terms of the kind of choices and sounds like a lot of ethical questions yes. and moral quandaries.
0: No, definitely I didn't get a chance to play all of it. I believe it's available to play free online, I believe. I have not played all of it. Now certainly this might not be for everybody. Uh, to, you know, put it out there. But it's certainly not what you expect. It's not what you expect, you know, typical, what people might say, um, preachy game or preachy, which, you know, you I know, use those words, you know, quote-unquote. It, it certainly, you know, challenges yourself and, you know, the way that we think as well. And what decisions would we make in this situation as well? And that maybe people are not as easy as we might think, that we shouldn't maybe put them in a box, kind of, that they're this, that they're that. And um, you know, depending on maybe which you know, who they support, who they vote for, what decisions they make, there could be many different decisions, many different reasons why they make these decisions. So I definitely want to play all of the game uh to see where it goes, because I I'd like the character, Abigail Tarot, that just from that very little that I played of her, she seemed to have uh you know, to some challenges that she was going through. And I certainly found her very empathetic. And I think that's a testament to Greg Buchanan for writing. But again, it's very easy to make some caricatures and uh, to go, oh, look at look at these, you know. But um, but no, I'm certainly very curious. So that is American Election by Greg Buchanan. Um, now, secondly... And you can get
1: that on um, itch, itch.io, I think, if if you're wanting to play it. Itch.io, I, you can play it. I believe it
0: so, yeah. So uh, Wordplay actually have uh, a page with a list of all the games that were at... The conference, So you can check out those games there. But yeah, I believe it's on itch.io as well. Uh, so secondly, so Laura Thomas, we should talk. No, don't worry. It's the name of the next game that I played. Oh, okay. Got <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
2: me, me worried there for a second.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That, and that is kind of the point of this game. So uh, it, this game was really interesting as well. It's a short narrative game where you play as a character. You are down in the pub. And so you are there, you're ordering a few drinks, and your girlfriend is on her own at home having noodles. So the goal of this game is to keep the relationship, to stay in the relationship by the end of the game, end of the night. And it's more challenging than it it seems in this game. So in this game, you meet other people, you meet a guy. So you play as a a woman as well. And you meet a guy who flirts with you, so to choose how you... Uh, how you go along with this. And then you meet your ex there at the pub as well. And then in the meantime, you're texting your girlfriend who is at home and you have to kind of choose, you know, what to say. So the interesting thing about this game is you choose the words very, very carefully, very specifically. So with the sentences, you have to choose, you know, the three types of the sentence. So the three so for example, uh, you, you have the options of saying, for example, I am with my ex. I am with a friend, or I am with Carla. Or you can say, instead of I, we. Or you can say, I am with, or I'm speaking to, I am chatting with, I am flirting with. And there are consequences for whatever you choose uh, to write. So there are, based on your choices throughout this game, there are different uh, endings that you can have. Uh, Now, I think I can say this ending because there are many different endings. Uh, we broke up at the end of the night. Um, oh, sorry it,
1: to hear that, Shosha.
0: But we we were still friends. We still, you know, kind of respected each other. We're still in contact, but we decided, mm. oh, it's not going well. So I didn't complete the objective of staying with uh, the girlfriend in the game. But, <laughs> 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 um, but actually, it was funny because the way I kind of did something stupid, I just tried it as a joke But then it turned, because you have all these options then, but then once you make this decision, there's no going back. So, but it was an interesting game, interesting concept as well. That game is We Should Talk, and they also gave a talk in the game as well. Uh, The next game that I played is called Recalculating. It's by Jessica Zhang, and this was actually nominated for a Montreal Independent Game Award, uh, I believe, this week. And I found this to be a really, really interesting game as well. So you play as another woman in the the game. You get in the back of a taxi or Uber. And you, the taxi driver, the Uber driver, starts talking to you.
2: If it's a taxi game, then it's, it's for me, right? Yeah, uh,
0: Thomas yeah. is well,
2: as about the taxi. That's my but forte you now.
0: Should, you should play this game, though. Although this is, I believe this is quite different to the other taxi games. It's a, it's a very serious game as well. Um but yeah, you should definitely check it out, Thomas since you play you play, you're playing all the taxi games all the taxi games <laughs> he's a taxi adventure game man well in in this game, this game also serves to kind of raise awareness as well of what some you know women sometimes go through as well so in this game, you are talking to the taxi driver at first things seem fine, but then you have to decide if. Things are really as innocent as they seem. So the taxi driver, again, begins to flirt with you. But then you're in a very remote area. It's just you and him. And you have, again, choices on how to respond. Now, one of the interesting things about this is, in terms of gameplay, it's hard to describe. But you have the options that are on the screen. And they're kind of moving around a little bit on the screen. And then you have to... it's, It's like ping pong. So you have to aim kind of the ball or whatever at the choice that you want to make but then when your character gets more stressed it's more difficult to choose the option that you want so you aim shall we say the ping pong ball then it can bounce around the screen and it might cho- it might hit a different option it's very hard to describe but it, it worked actually for you know for the most part i think it's um, because you get your character gets really, really stressed that you don't know how to react. You don't know how to respond. So, again, so how do you respond to this taxi driver? Is he is it really innocent? You know, is he just trying to make conversation? Is he just trying to be funny or does he have more nefarious uh, schemes ahead? So you have to decide on how to are you, you know, do you let him down gently? Do you go along with him? Do you joke with him? Are you more forceful with him? and um yeah it's a short enough game but again i spoke with jessica afterwards and again she said she wanted to raise kind of awareness that it's based on several experiences that she had as well which is kind of terrifying but um Mm, i think people should
1: surprise me though
0: unfortunately not but i do believe people should check this game out i believe you can play it online for free as well and especially for you know, for a guy like myself, a middle-aged, you know, white guy in my thirties, I've never had an experience like it. But I, I, was in that position in the game, and i was certainly very empathetic. So, um, uh,
1: sorry, what was it? What was it called again? What was the name?
0: It's called recalculating. Okay. And how does then, the
1: name fit into
0: yeah, the game? Yeah, good point. Mm, I don't want to give it away because it's a bit of a spoiler. It's again, it's a taxi game, so you know they're using um, GPS. Okay, okay, okay. I kind of uh, get where you're getting okay. from. Yeah, yeah,
1: All sure. right, interesting.
0: Yeah. So, so again, I love the the graphics as well. They're kind of minimal as well. Can, actually, the graphics in we should talk and recalculate and kind of seem kind of similar. And they're made by different people, different developers, but um, they're both kind of you know like a bluish kind of color. Uh, bluish background as well, but as I said, they're both used to raise awareness. And the last game I want to talk about, something a little bit different, it's called The Veil by David Evans. So I don't know if you guys have heard of this game, no? The Veil? I don't think so, no. The Veil? V-E-I-L? V-A-L-E.
2: Oh, okay, that's something completely different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a, it's set, It's a medieval setting, so a uh, bit like Game of Thrones-ish. So you play as a princess who slowly becomes a warrior and it's kind of like a, uh, an exploration-based game. But the interesting thing about this is that this game was designed primarily for visually impaired uh, gamers. So this game, it's the screen is black and you see just dots that float around in the game as well. So it relies entirely on sound. So you play as a ah. black girl. It's, now, I do admit that I, I did have some difficulty starting off on how to get it going, um, you know, because I've never played a game like this myself. And I was like, you know, oh, I'm not used to this. It's not a text adventure. It's not a graphic adventure. It's something very different and relied completely on sound. But once I got the hang of it, I found it more and more interesting. So you play this blind girl who is a princess, and then she has to escape. And she has to learn combat. So your uncle, I believe, teaches you combat. Now, you have to, again, so if you're in combat, then you have to listen very, very carefully. So is the, um, are you being attacked or are you about to be attacked from the left-hand side, from the right-hand side, or straight ahead of, in front of you? And then you can choose whether to defend. So move left, straight, or right. I played it with a controller, I uh, must add, as well. So I was using the, the what do you call it, the toggles uh, things. don't know if, uh, if that the toggles. The,
2: joystick, the joysticks.
0: Exactly, yeah, the joysticks. So to if I thought, oh, it's from the left, so then you move it to the left. And then also with exploration. So if you have to go to the river, you have to go to the sound of water. So you have to, so if you go left and then you, the sound of water is stronger, then you have to keep going and then keep going like that as well. Or if you're talking to people and they're moving, you then have to go. You follow their voice, basically. So it's a game that can be played by gamers who are visually impaired, and but also by just about anybody. Um, I'm really curious to know more. I want to play more. I believe it's uh, scheduled to be released in 2020, in early 2020, I believe. And I've added it to my wish list. Uh, I really want to know more. So it's coming soon, it says... Early 2020 says on Steam, as well as by Falling Squirrel, is a developer.
2: It's, in, it's, it's interesting because you you described three games. Now, obviously, adventure games are, uh, games in general, are, are normally where you are being put into the shoes of someone else and you have to do things. But in this case, you are really put into someone else's uh, shoes and experience more on the emotional side of things. uh I mean, I could, in real life, will never experience what it's like to be a woman harassed in a taxi. But in this case, I will get, hopefully, an, uh, an idea, more empathy about that. Same uh, with, with the, the last game you described, you know. Uh, I, I will hopefully never know what it's like to be blind. Um, but this will give me the opportunity to step in someone's shoes and become a, a, a blind warrior woman. It's, it's, it's very interesting. It's uh, completely different, yet totally fits within the genre.
0: Absolutely. Now, these are just some of the games that, uh, that I was able to check out. Now, there are plenty of other games there. I would encourage people to check the webpage, which I will put up on, um, on the show notes, because I didn't get a chance to play all the games, and we don't have time to talk about all the games, um, but the developer of Hypnospace Outlaw, have you guys heard of that game? I, yes, that rings a bell, actually. Yeah, yeah it rings a uh, the, bell here, too. The developer, Xavier uh, Nelson, uh, I believe that's his name. <laughs> something like that, anyway. Is I, it? <laughs> it's something along those lines. Um, he, he was there. He had a new game as well uh, that he said that he had kind of released. I believe his game's called Can Androids Pray? I didn't get a chance to check out that game, but he's a very interesting developer as well. And plenty of other games that... Um, I would encourage people to check out. So it's on the handeyesociety.com website. And as I said, i encourage people, most of these games can be played online for free as well. Uh, now, The Veil, of course, is coming to Steam. You can, I believe you can play a demo or at least watch, uh, see a trailer to see how it plays out. But I would definitely re- recommend people to check out those games. So as you mentioned, Thomas, you can definitely play in the shoes of other people and, uh, ex- have different experiences that hopefully we will never experience, but we it, they raise awareness as well. And they're also interesting to play, you know. They, they work as games as well, which is what Jessica Zhang told me, that she wanted the game as well to raise awareness for it to uh, to just be an interesting game, which I think at least it is. So, So, yeah, so that was... My experience, so yes, Laura.
1: Did you enjoy it? Did you have a great time then? I know you were only there for a couple of days, but you know, it was quite a, a big trip to make. It, it looks like you, you saw some great, great games.
0: It was fine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. Don't make you guys too jealous. Yeah. <laughs> but no, absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm delighted that I made this it to because this was a snap decision that I made. Mm. Um, I wasn't planning on going this year. I was planning more on going next year. To, uh, to toronto to the wordplay festival but then it was a snap decision that i that i made that i saw that oh it's actually relatively affordable uh, going to canada in november <laughs> wonder why that is well i found out <laughs> but, bloody um, cold man yes yeah, although it wasn't as cold <laughs> as i thought believe it or not it That's was actually nice. although it was it was snowing when i got there <laughs> but um it's not unusual but, in canada no, no. <laughs> but, um, but no, definitely, hopefully uh, uh, we can make it again. And I definitely recommend uh, if hopefully one or both of, both of you guys can come as well next year, definitely recommend it because the games are really interesting. The people are really nice. And Toronto is a great city as well. So it was uh, really, really cool. So do you guys have anything that you would like to mention before we leave? Uh, Laura, anything else you'd like to talk about?
1: Um, I suppose only just that. I guess for next time, I'm going to be looking to play. You mentioned uh, Sumatra, Fate of Yandy. I'm going. I'm going on to. I'm not going to play all of Cloak and Dagger Games uh, <laughs> uh, Productions, but that one actually was at Adventure X, and I played a demo of that, and I really enjoyed that. So I'm probably going to play that next, and maybe yeah. a bit of a new game called Interrogation as well. I'll see how I get
0: on. Oh, so we can interrogate you about the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. which
2: is also a game that I am going to play.
0: Oh,
2: we just
1: yes. interrogate each other.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm also playing a game called The Secrets of Jesus. Uh,
1: okay. Just
2: started on that well, one. I am absolutely not a religious person, so I'm very curious how this is going to play out for me. And I have uh, Sumatra, The Fate of Yandi lined up as well. Oh, you little copycat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, oh. I, didn't, I actually didn't play it on Adventure X because I had already bought the game. So I'd, I'd like, yeah, no need to play it here when I can play it at home. But I did uh, speak with the um, developers and they were very, in, they had a very interesting story to tell, which I hope they will one day also tell for the podcast maybe. And um, yeah, we got uh, we got plenty of good stuff coming out. Uh, speaking of good stuff, uh, Sorsha, how far are you with Heaven's Vault?
1: Well, <laughs> uh, this is I, going to become a running joke in each podcast episode. We ask sure how far he's got.
0: I, well, the last few weeks, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been busy. But I hope the next few weeks, I hope to finish this before Christmas. I really, really hope. And again, I must stress that I, I have not finished it, not because I am not enjoying it, but because I've been really, really busy the last few weeks with Adventure X and going to Canada because I couldn't bring my desktop with me, unfortunately. Uh, if I could, I would have, but um, but no, I I thought I had played more of the game. I thought I had played, but apparently I've only played three or four hours of it. So um,
2: you got like twenty to go.
0: <laughs> now I hope that from next week I can start to play a little bit more in the evenings. Uh, once things you know, settle down more. I don't want to say too much about it, well, because I know that you uh, spoke very highly about it, and I imagine that we'll be discussing it in our end-of-year episode when we look back on the adventure games that we played and enjoyed. So I'll hopefully give more of an impression then. Hopefully I'll have finished it or played most of it by then and so we can talk about it. I imagine we'll be talking about it again in more detail. I don't know yet if it'll be... Uh, the top adventure, I imagine, it'll be there or thereabouts for us, but uh, you never know. Could mm-hmm. be other games coming out. But Interrogation is also a game that I really want to play, so um, I'll see if I can get my hands on that as well. And um... I don't think yeah, I've, I've played ever played it.
2: as, as many ahead, adventure. Oh, sorry, I don't think I've ever played as many adventure games in a year as this year. It's 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 crazy how how much has come out,
0: how much yeah. great yeah. stuff has come out. No, it's it's incredible. There's so... Like, every week, near every day, there's a new adventure game that I want to play coming out. But, mm. no, hopefully I'll be finishing uh, Heaven's Vault, uh, hopefully before Christmas. <laughs> and um, You'll and, get
2: there. You'll get there.
0: Yeah. And, um, and before we go, there's one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, on my trip to Canada, I was listening to another podcast. <laughs> uh, something... With uh, something about vision of Euro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, you're bringing
0: this up, are you? Uh, we did not. I, I did not <laughs> tell you in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so, a Eurovision podcast. So, uh, Laura, do you want to talk to tell us? Wh- oh, wh- briefly. what Briefly because well, I don't know
1: how much crossover there is for people who like adventure games and Eurovision it might just be me um yeah I'm on I'm on another little podcast it's um it's just in its beginnings stages, so it's not as mighty as this one uh, but it's basically it's just me and a mate um, we both basically every year we go to the Eurovision um, so it's just as fans talking about the latest Eurovision news. We do it in quite a casual manner i don 't you know there's a, some podcasts out there about Eurovision which are quite serious and and love the eurovision we love the eurovision but we you know we take the piss out of it as well because it quite frankly it's ridiculous um and yeah it's about it's normally about sort of half an hour each time and we it's called null point which is um after the point scoring system they have in eurovision and it's just having us having a bit of a laugh about uh, the ridiculous news that comes out of it and yes we're on our third episode which is coming out this thursday
0: yeah, believe it null is what the UK and Ireland get every year in the Eurovision. Ready much. <laughs> yes. How uh, we just um, win it. <laughs> yes, it'll be <laughs> yes, in, uh, all right. in the, it'll be in the Netherlands this year, correct? Yep. Mm, that's right. Yeah, Rotterdam. Yeah. So, was it always Rotterdam or could it have been Rotterdam or anywhere? <laughs> No, <laughs> we I already
1: made be. that joke in the episode, and <laughs> we're so sick of that joke now.
0: <laughs> you mean, enough not spontaneous and unique? Nope. Oh well. <laughs> oh well, what a surprise! <laughs> well, I actually listened to those two episodes, and <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest i I don't have much. I don't know much about the Eurovision. Um, I might watch it every so often, but I did enjoy the episode. The two of you clearly oh, know about it. It helps that the two of you are fans of the Eurovision and know what you're talking about so to an
1: extent i was, you know if you listen to some of these other podcasts you're we sound like complete no, idiots no. but don't listen to the other
0: podcasts <laughs> don't listen Isn't to the other the, podcasts
1: no uh yeah we're on no. we're on spotify and, and soundcloud at the moment it's just called null n-u-l points basically <laughs> in english uh um, and yeah so it's just a bit to, of fun yes
0: yeah, so if you want to hear more of laura then you can listen to that podcast and nobody you know, does of, I'm sure they do. They might take an interest in Eurovision. And uh, the final thing is back to Adventure Games. Laura, you did write an article for Adventure Gamers, correct, about Adventure X? You and Stephen? This
1: is like the little Laura Kress 20 minutes here, isn't it? This is great. (laughs) I
2: already signed (laughs) out. You're you're going to cut
1: this bit out. (laughs) This is just for my uh, ego, isn't it? You're going to cut this bit out at the end uh yeah again check it out adventure gamers um as well as talking about it on the podcast i also wrote up uh, about sort of 10, 10 of the games that i saw that i really enjoyed um in a bit more detail and it's got as you mentioned the crimson diamond that's on there um there's, there's a few others as well backbone i mentioned but there's um St- steve as well wrote up basically all the other games so there's a good coverage of there if you check out adventure gamers
0: very nice. I'll include the link to that as well. So, Thomas, anything you'd like to say before we sign out, or have you signed anything out already? You want
2: to plug? <laughs> oh, I, I'm, we're still recording. <laughs> 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 apparently, <laughs> apparently. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: no, not really. I've I've uh, been playing a lot of stuff. I've been playing a bit of Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I've been um, playing lots of adventure games, obviously. So I just want to say, uh, I want to say a shout out to my uh, lovely girlfriend, Ross, who uh, allows me to play all these great games. And uh, uh, also, uh, I'll probably be on the Gaming Outsider, not next time, but uh, in two weeks when I have finished uh, some new games. So that's thegamingoutsider.com, where you can cool. find also a lot of my reviews.
0: Cool. Okay, yes. well, I think that is it for now. If anybody is still listening, <laughs> <laughs> probably not at this stage. But um, no, that was a very busy episode. So uh, next week I will be joined by, uh, I believe it's Vance Barron, where we talk leprechauns and unicorns. Uh, Interesting in these games. You will, you will, they, they will make sense in the interview. And um, so that's next week. And then in two weeks, we'll be back where I will give an update on Heaven's Vault, my progress of Heaven's Vault. And hopefully Laura and Thomas will have played some other games in the meantime, where I will interrogate them on which games they have played. (laughs) Mm -mm. So uh, until then, so thanks for listening and thanks to Laura and Thomas. So until next time, have a great weekend and a great week, everyone.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye
0: Bye-bye believe they enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregeespodcast.com so until next time thank you